Hello and welcome to An Image is Worth a Thousand Words. My name is Rob and don't forget to check out the rest of my blog posts on my website at robhextor.com. It's quite a tight turn here. So I've just come into my garage to park, and as you can see, there's a very low beam that I have to drive under. And see this mark here? This is where my aerial normally knocks against this beam. And over the years, it's actually created that damage. Oops. Uh, as you can see, my car isn't very big. It's just a small hatchback. But luckily for me, it fits just under this beam. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to use my parking space. Hmm. Hmm. That's quite a big car parked next to me. Oh. And here is this week's question. Are ever bigger cars creating a problem in our cities? Before you start, check that you understand this vocabulary. Pause the video to make sure that you understand everything. This week's photo is a quick snap I took while waiting at a traffic light. I couldn't believe what was right before my eyes. Two versions of the same car, the Volkswagen Beetle, designed and built decades apart. It's a great visualization of how the market for cars has evolved over the last 50 years. Anytime that a popular car from the past is rebooted, it is re-imaged into a wider, longer and heavier version. Minis are no longer mini. The dinky Fiat 500 is now stylish and chic, and the Beetle has grown nearly 30 centimeters wider from a slim 155 centimetres in the 1970s to today's parking space busting 182 centimetres. Some people have called this inexorable growth in the weight and size of vehicles as autobesity. A recent report published by the NGO Transport and Environment stated that new cars in Europe are getting one centimetre wider on average every two years largely due to the increasing popularity of sport utility vehicles, or SUVs. The consequence of having ever bigger cars, according to the report's research data, is that 52% of the 100 best-selling models in 2023 are too wide for the minimum on-street parking space, 180 centimetres, in major cities. European Union legislation makes no distinction between buses, trucks and cars, in terms of width, 255 centimetres. Unless the limit for cars is revised, says the report, SUVs and large pickup trucks will continue to expand and will squeeze out cyclists and pedestrians. Even off-street parking spaces, which are an average of 240 centimetres, are too narrow for new cars. At around 200 centimetres wide, large SUVs leave too little space for occupants to get in and out. I witnessed this spectacle in my garage. Over a period of a few months, 
two hulking SUVs were parked side by side, making it impossible for either of the drivers to actually get in and out of their supersized vehicles when both were parked in their designated spaces. The newer occupant, who was renting the space rather than being the owner, soon withdrew from the battle, and the space has been unoccupied ever since. In what seems to be a backlash against these beer moths, the residents of Paris in a recent referendum voted in favour of tripling parking fees for SUVs, and it looks like many other European cities will follow suit. But what is driving this increasing demand for larger and more luxurious cars? The simplest answer, in the words of Pedro Pacheco of the research firm Gartner, is that people buy as much car as they can afford. This has long been the case in the United States, but less so in Europe. If you park a Peugeot 208, Europe's best-selling car in 2023, next to a Ford F-150, America's bestseller, the only similarity is that both have four wheels. The F-150 weighs over two tonnes, twice as much as the European hatchback, and the driver in the American pickup truck looks down at the occupants of the compact family car from a driving position that is half a metre higher. But attitudes are changing, and the demand for larger vehicles is on the rise, despite the fact that the dimensions of streets in Europe's city centres and especially those in the narrow pedestrian-filled old quarters, are not. It is generally accepted that bigger, heavier cars pollute more. Paradoxically, though, governments' ambitions to cut carbon emissions may be having counterintuitive consequences. New technology to make petrol models comply with green rules is expensive, and it is easier to pass on costs to buyers of big models with higher margins than to continue producing cheaper small ones. At the same time, the EU recently banned sales of petrol and diesel cars after 2035, and the cost of developing effective electric vehicles means producers, once again, want to sell us larger, more expensive cars to cover costs. We are in a moment where compact cars, as well as saloons and estates, are in danger of extinction, not because nobody wants to buy them, but because car manufacturers don't want to sell them. There is a long list of complaints against SUVs, including that they are more lethal in accidents, at least for those on the outside, such as pedestrians, cyclists, and those in smaller cars. This has not lessened demand for these over-the-top urban tanks, though. Banning them from our city centres might seem an extreme measure, but unless something happens to reverse the trend, local authorities could be forced to take action to protect urban spaces and public safety. Is it time for cars to go on a diet? Let's chat about the picture and those ideas. Number one, describe the picture in as much detail as possible. What are the drivers of the cars thinking? Number two, do you own an SUV? If so, explain why you bought it. If not, would you like one? And if not, why not? 
Number three, do you ever have difficulties parking? If so, what causes them? And if not, why are you so lucky? Number four, what do you use a car for? Could you use any alternative forms of transport? Number five, what measures have been taken by your local authority with regards to vehicles in the centre of town? And here's an activity for you. Describe your ideal car. Explain why you wouldn't buy other types of cars. Do you already own it? Thank you for watching. I hope this was useful. Have a great day, a great week, and an absolutely fabulous weekend. Bye.